Thank you for tuning in to the Big Meat Sport Podcast, where I give you my weekly take on the past week of college and professional sports. So sit back and enjoy the episode. So on this episode, we're going to be talking about some NFL football. And I want to talk about my Dallas Cowboys. Yes, I said it, my Dallas Cowboys. What a great win versus the Minnesota Vikings. Now, look, earlier in the week, everybody's saying, should they play Dak? Should they not play Dak? And I was kind of, you know, it's one of those things you're kind of like wanting him to play, but there's bigger and better goals, uh, you know, for the season. You know, we want to go to the playoffs. You know, we want to make a deep run in the playoffs and possibly the Super Bowl. And we need our quarterback to be in there. Um, I know that there's a lot of speculation of him taking like a, a, a placebo shot or whatever the case may be, where it's like, you know, put the plasma in, in the calf and helping it helps the, the rehab process. Um, I don't know if that's true or not. I just know that Dak was looking good and everybody thought he was going to play um, in his pregame warmups. And then all of a sudden, you know, they uh, they went ahead and named Cooper Rush to starting quarterback. And I think it was a plan all this time uh, to have Dak sit out this uh, sit out this game. Didn't want to give the upper hand to Minnesota on, you know, looking at some uh, more game tape on Cooper Rush, because I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure they were planning for Cooper Rush. But man, I mean, this game was, you know, I didn't know what to expect on this game. You know, we have the playmakers on offense. It's this Cooper Rush. Can you dis- distinguish, you know, when to, you know, go out and try to squeeze the ball in there? When, the, you know, what, where's your hot routes? It's all, it was all on Cooper Rush on this game. And I feel like at the beginning, I feel like the game was moving a l- way too fast for him. Um, but he did settle down and he did, you know, manage the game and get it to his playmakers and his playmakers were CD lamb and Amari Cooper. I mean, it's, it, you're not going wrong with those two, because again, those they're, they're trying to force us to pass the ball and not let Zeke and Pollard win the game and are loading up the box and which made those corners for the Vikings one-on-one on the, on an Island with basically two of, you know, two top 10 receivers in the league. Um, and we, we, I mean, we made them pay for it. Um, also, you know, Cedric Wilson on that, you know, uh, post route. And I mean, Cooper rushed through that ball perfect on, on stride and made, uh, and let Cedric, led Cedric Wilson to that catch. And Cedric Wilson, I think it was like a 75 yard uh, plus TD. Um, but yeah, this, this, I mean, I, again, this this Cowboy team is something different this year. It's just something, and a dogs on defense because this defense, other than the first possession of the game with the Vikings when they went down and scored, I felt like this defense was really, really on point. And it was kind of, I was kind of wanting to see where we're at on the corner aspect of covering Jefferson, covering Thielen, mixing up our looks. And stopping Dalvin Cook, you know, basically, I feel like this team was a mirror image of what the Dallas Cowboys are. You know, when I say that is, we have Zeke, they have Dalvin Cook. We have Cooper, they have Thielen. We have CeeDee Lamb, they had Justin Jefferson. So it's like a mirror image 
of what the Dallas Cowboys were. So I feel like maybe that was an advantage for the Cowboys because they see it almost every day in, in practice of two elite wide receivers, uh, you know, that the Vikings have. Um, and But I want to say, like, you know, what kind of surprised me was the run defense. Yes, they gave up here, you know, a 15-yard game here, maybe a 20-yard game here. But they didn't let Dalvin Cook run loose on them. And I feel like there's a lot of negative game that they had. And shout out to, you know, defensive line, Gregory, Watson, um, you know, so, uh, Odigizua, I mean, so on and so forth. Um, they they really clamped down on the defense. And look, this this team is scary. And it kind of looks like whoever you put back out there, a quarterback, you know, it, other than Ben DiNucci, I'm not going to, you know, <laughs> not riding with Ben DiNucci, but, you know, it's just simplify the games. Give your playmakers, you know, a chance to catch the ball, make the right reads. And he's, you know, Cooper Rush started doing that towards the end. Yes, we got a lucky bounce here and there. Um, but at, at the end of the day, a win's a win. And a win without your 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 star quarterback, um, I'll take it. I'll, I would take it by any means. But, you know, we're still three-game lead on the NFC East and going into this Denver game. Uh, and it's going to be, it's going to be a tough uh, game uh, versus Denver Broncos because they do have an also, uh, um, a great, uh, excellent defense. So we'll see how, uh, you know, who's going to be at the helm. Is it, are they going to hold Dak out one more week or are they going to, you know, say, Hey, let's give, you know, Cooper Rush did, um, you know, let's see. If to me, I would want Dak to play, but some in people probably would think, Hey, you know, we still have the three game lead. Let Dak rest one more week and see, you know, if Cooper Rush can do it again. I mean, it, it, time will tell, man. Um, please go comment, comment below, comment on our Instagram page. Who you think? Uh, what What do you think the Cowboys should do? Should they start Dak or hold them out one more week? And it's going to be interesting. Um, but some other games I want to talk about. I mean, the Dolphins again, home team. I'm going to always talk about the Dolphins, and and it's looking really, really bad right now for the Dolphins and their team. I mean, look, um, it, I was surprised that this game was a close scoring game. Um, but Dolphins seem to just shoot themselves in the foot. And the one big play was towards the, uh, towards the half, uh, right before halftime. Um, they had a chance to point, put some points in uh, on the board and looked like they didn't have the right personnel or the personnel was not set up right. And it kind of looked like the play was, you know, effed up from the beginning. So to me, when that happens, you know, if I'm the quarterback, um, coaches on the sideline, call a timeout. I mean, call a timeout, get your personnel set and and run the right play. They don't call a timeout and the, they snap the ball, hits Kaseki, fumble, Buffalo gets it. And man, what I mean, that's like a total game changer right there. I mean, you could tell like the life was sucked out of the Dolphins because I felt like they, they were they were thinking that they can hang with the Buffalo Bills, which were they they were, and they probably could steal a win on the road. But once that happened, I felt like you know life was sucked out of the, the Dolphins. And man, is it it 
is it time for because again i think coach coach flores should have saw that and call a timeout but he didn't um so you know now i'm kind of questioning coach flows on his coaching like are you are you bought in or and what's going on with you like you should have known you should have seen that and make and call the you know call a timeout um but man it's the trade deadline is you know november 2nd it's coming up and we got to see what the what the dolphins are going to do and you got to do something you know somewhat soon because at the end of the day, there needs to be, you know, people need to be held accountable and you need to start, you know, getting this team back because this team has been saying, oh, we're rebuilding, we're rebuilding. And it's been a lot, a lot of time saying that. And I think a lot of Dolphin fans are tired, sick and tired of, of this rebuilding process. I feel like they're, they're, they have some key pieces. Um, but again, I mean, you're paying you're paying so much money at your corners, one corner, Byron Jones, that doesn't intercept the ball. Um, and then a Xavier Howard, that's very inconsistent. One year he has 10 interceptions. This year he's getting burnt left and right. So I think they need to get back to the drawing board and try to bring in talent. Again, drafting talent is not their forte. I think they need to start bringing in some people and some key pieces and, and get this thing rolling. But um, I feel bad for Tua because I, I feel like, you know, in the back of his mind, the Deshaun Watson trade rumors are keep on, uh, you know, are in the back of his head. And it's it's it must be frustrating because, you know, you can see glimpses of Tua and how how good he is. But then you get the boneheaded plays. But you have to kind of expect that because it's this is second year in the league and. You know he's still learning on the learning on a fly and on this fast paced NFL, uh, you know, in this LFL uh, team. So I mean, Tua is. I mean, I still have faith in Tua, but a lot of Dolphins fans just want to get rid of him and start with Deshaun Watson. But if you get Deshaun Watson, what guarantees you of a winning season? Yes, he's an elite. You know, he's one of the top. I'll say top ten quarterbacks. But you don't have an offensive line, you don't have a running game, and your receivers are eh, okay. Um, so what's you know how you can't expect Deshaun Watson to make miracles. Um, but a lot of people think he can he can make miracles, and and so that's why they're on the Deshaun Watson uh, train. Um, but we'll see if they if the Dolphins make that uh, trade. Um, it kind of, I'm pretty sure the Texans are looking toward New Orleans and seeing what New Orleans has to offer since Jameis Winston went down and they really don't have a quarterback right now. Um, I'm pretty sure the Saints are inquiring about Deshaun Watson and, and his status, but we'll see. I mean, I think the trade deadline's uh, Tuesday, uh, November 2nd. So we'll see what happens uh, from there. But there's a lot of uh, big injuries, you know, other than the Jameis Winston uh, Derek Henry going out on a torn ACL. Um, this is going to be interesting because we're going to see if how the Tennessee Titans are going to look because Tennessee Titans are, you know, basically a run first team and Tannehill just has to manage the ball. He's going to have throwing to wide open people like, you know, Julio Jones and Brown, um, 
because of the threat of Derrick Henry, you know, breaking off a, you know, 90 yard run, 70 yard run or whatever the case may be. So we're going to see how Ryan Tannehill can guide this team and try to get them to the playoffs. Do I think it can happen? Look, I don't trust in Tannehill. I know he's a, he's a good quarterback, um, but he's not, he's not that elite where he can do it all himself. Feel like they're not going to be stacking the box because they don't have to worry about, you know, Derrick Henry. So even though that offensive line is, is really good and, and creating holes, but again, Derrick Henry is another beast and with his size and, and speed, that's something you have to look towards. So um, I really do believe that they're going to start, you know, on a downfall here. Um, I haven't looked at their schedule, but I want to say if, if they do make the playoffs, it'll probably be a wild card. Um, but they do expect Derrick Henry to be back, you know, six to eight weeks. So we'll see how that uh, unfolds on in this upcoming weeks uh, on, on his rehab. But um, there it's, it's been like a crazy year with all these injuries, a lot of uh, a lot of calf injuries uh, resulting in, in this year with a lot of top, you know, Dak with a calf injury. Um, there's quite a few. I saw Adam Schefter uh, put out a report with all the calf injuries and there's a good like almost 15 to 20 people on that list um, of calf injuries that, that happened during this year. And are you do some people are speculating, oh, maybe you know, the uh, vaccinations that they receive are creating this, uh, you know, calf injuries. I don't, I'm not sure. I just think it's one of those, uh, you know, coincidence that it's just happening this year. Um, but a lot of injuries are are occurring this year. And it kind of, it kind of sucks because a lot of, uh, a lot of key players are out and you want to see, you know, a football game's more interesting when you have your best personnel. Everybody has their best personnel out there because you want to gauge on, you know, how well your team plays. But um, also, you know, something I've been thinking about with all these quarterbacks going down and, and you know, teams that are struggling, you know, to find a way, why isn't Cam Newton on a team? I mean, Cam Newton should be getting calls left or right now. I don't know if he is or not, but I do feel like Cam Newton can still play in this league. I mean, there's teams out there that he can, you know, jump on New Orleans since they lost Jameis Winston because I don't think Taysom Hill can take him to the next level. Uh, you know, the Jets as, you know, they lost, you know, Zach Wilson um, and Houston. I mean, Houston, the Mills is not a – is not the really, you know, go-to guy out there. Um, if you're just, you know, rebuilding, I, I guess you don't want to sign Cam Newton. Um, but, you know, if you want to give some hope to your franchise, at least put him out there and, and see what, how many games he can win. Um, but I think they're really, you know, Houston is trying to, uh, you know, suck in a drive to get that first round, that first pick overall. But, man, um I feel I feel bad for Cam because you, you saw a quick decline in, in Cam after his injuries with the foot and the arm and so on and so forth. But I do think that Cam can still play in this league. Um, but, you know, we'll see on 
if he gets that call again, you know, he, well, he's a, he's a free agent, so he doesn't have to wait for November 2nd. So he can get a call on any time after that. But again, I know I'm pretty sure that he's keeping himself, you know, in shape. So there's going to be a, there's going to be a team hopefully do call, uh, does call uh, Cam Newton and we'll see if uh, he gets picked up. But um, you know, last point I want to talk about today, and I just saw them uh, finish playing the giants are the Kansas city chiefs. Now, my question is, is this dynasty over for Kansas city? And, and if it was a dynasty, it was a short lived dynasty, but is this the end of the, you know, Kansas city chiefs, um, that powerhouse that we're used to watching the past few years, because, man, this team is looking really, really bad. And I think it starts on the defensive side. Um, This defense reminds me of the Cowboys last year's, the Cowboys defense last year, where they were horrible. They couldn't stop a nosebleed. And yes, tonight's game, they beat the Giants, but it was only 20 to 17. Um, The Giants had a lot of opportunities to steal this game in Kansas City. Um, Patrick Mahomes is looks like he's trying to go for the big play every single time. A lot of teams, uh, um, and I believe I heard that, you know, I believe it was uh, last year or two years ago that um, the I believe it was Atlanta Falcons exposed uh, the Kansas City Chiefs by playing too high safety. And you see a lot of teams are playing too high safety versus the Chiefs. And you're seeing Patrick Mahomes with his decision-making and it's not as quick as you want it to be as a quarterback. So he's holding on to the ball a little bit longer. And now it's just a scramble drill um, and see, and you're relying on him to uh, sidearm or, you know, uh, Tyree kill to, you know, you know, pass a defense, but it just looks really, really bad right now. And again, like, I feel like, Mahomes is trying to do way, way too much for this team. And he's actually costing this team a lot. Instead of, you know, instead of going and, you know, going through his progression or checking down, he's trying to fit balls in and he thinks he can make every throw. And yeah, that was working a couple of years ago, but defenses evolve and, and they adjust. And I think they're, they're knowing that you don't like to go to that. You know, you don't like to do that check down. And you're going to try to squeeze his ball into Kelsey or Tyree kill. And also they don't like to run the ball as, as much as they should Two high safeties, meaning, you know, two safeties playing way back. It's just a recipe to run the ball. That's less people in the box. You're, you should be guaranteed like five to six yards and they don't want to run. It looks like, you know, they'll run a couple and, they don't want to stick to the run. They want to Mahomes wants to just throw the ball and be a gunslinger. And it's not looking good for, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs. He's again, Mahomes is turning the ball over. The, you know, people are reading these routes. Um, I mean, they're lead, I think they're leading the league in turnovers, which is really, really uh surprising. And it's not that exciting offense that we're we're used to seeing. This offense looks really, really bad. Um and now, with their remaining schedule, um, they have a really, really tough remaining schedule. And the next game is going to be the Packers. Um, I believe they're after the Packers. 
I they 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 ha- they're playing the Raiders and then the Cowboys. Um, and I got them chalked up for, you know, going 0 and 3 right there. Um, <clears throat> at the beginning of the season, I had Cowboys, you know, possibly losing this Kansas City game, but it kind of looks more and more in, in the Cowboys' favor due to the fact that it, you know, Kansas City defense is atrocious right now. And I mean, their offense is not looking really, you know, on point. So I think they're going to lose to Green Bay. Um, they're going to lose the Raiders because the Raiders like to run the ball and Kansas City can't stop anybody from running. Um, <clears throat> so I think the Raiders will pull that one out. And again, the Dallas Cowboys coming in there, I, you know, looking at the remaining schedule, I have the Kansas City Chiefs finish finishing off the season at eight and nine. So it doesn't look that's not a playoff team right there, first of all. And especially in the AFC. So I don't think it's going to it's going to fare too much for Kansas City's looking really, really bad. So <clears throat> do you think, uh, you know, is this the end of the dynasty era uh, for Kansas City? I mean, comment uh, below on this uh, on on this YouTube channel and let me know what you think on Instagram and 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 so on and so forth on, on other uh, platforms. Um, if you do guys like this uh, podcast, and you know, want to catch more of this podcast? Please, we're on Apple Podcasts now, uh, Spotify. Um, check us out on Instagram page. I greatly appreciate you guys. Uh, again, thank you guys for supporting the channel. Um, no one, no one. I went a little bit long today, um, but I want to talk some uh, points about this uh, NFL uh, past NFL week. Um, and tune in for uh, a little bit later on the week. Got some NBA. Uh, talk. Um, we're going to be talking about some uh, the, some rule changes in the NBA um, and uh, the foul the fouling uh, thing and and what uh, offensive player is is struggling to adjust. So tune in later on this week for that. Um, but again, this is Jose from Big Meat Sports, and thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll catch you on the next one.